0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I almost wanted to start the show there, but I just thought that would have been <laughs> wrong. Just so we do have to we do have to have boundaries once in a while. And that, we need folks, to have is how, yes. That, and that, folks, I think is how we're going to start geekiest show ever. I had a different way of starting it, but at,
0: I was going to say. Why yeah. wouldn't you start the show without with talking about not having boundaries? Because isn't that what's we're all, what we're all about here?
1: I thought batteries were included. Oh. No, no it's,
0: boundaries. It's
1: a, it's a, oh, boundaries. <laughs> I had too. Uh Yeah, I probably need batteries for my hearing aid, apparently. Oh, no, uh, boundaries.
0: Or, Neither boundaries nor batteries are included in, in Geeky as Show Ever. Well,
1: there we go. Yeah, we're, we're a podcast without boundaries. Um, some people wish we'd have some sometimes. But, you know... Um, <laughs> And as we record this, this is the uh, weekend of um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, that was actually yesterday. Yep. So, you know, the, the luck of the Irish being what it is, uh, we were uh, – I thought we were set to record, but then Daylight Savings <laughs> Time stepped in and, uh, you know, w- wielded its, its evil over. one. Yes, basically. <laughs> so, you know, we were supposed to spring ahead, but apparently we just fell on our ass. Um, so uh, I'll
0: take the blame for it. I should have moved the little bubble up. See, in Arizona – We don't change our clocks, but everybody else does. But I still, even though we don't change our clocks, it doesn't free us from any obligation. We still have to pay attention to everybody else changing. And so at the time when we were, when we, when we scheduled this recording, when I looked on my calendar, nothing had to change, but I hadn't taken into account that in between the last time and this time we were going to have the stupid time change for everybody else. So I didn't move. The calendar tree back an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you people in Arizona are stubborn or something or independent yeah. or something.
0: Um, Smart, a, maybe. Maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just,
0: no, you know what it is. Uh, you know what it is. You know why we don't change our clocks here. Why is that? Because it's fucking hot.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought it's always fucking hot. I thought he was going to say it's too hard to move the sundial. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's just
1: too hot okay uh okay that was
0: supposed to be your cue to do our weather if we were going to do our weather even though i don't have any
1: captain segway missed his uh, mark here yeah there we go it's hot yes and so uh so yeah hey maybe we should talk about the weather while we're you know on that so
0: we can't disappoint kevin and we can't disappoint mark
1: this is true although i think my weather forecast will make me happy but disappoint kevin um Well, for right now, I think it's like about 28 degrees. There's a chance of snow tonight, I think, maybe changing to rain. But once we get past that silliness, the rest of the week looks like it's going to be my kind of weather. High is getting into the mid to maybe even upper 40s, some sunshine, maybe a little uh, rain out here in South Dakota, never wish way moisture, although snow I can do without, but, um,
0: (laughs) not that kind of moisture.
1: No, no, I prefer it in liquid form, not, uh, you know, flaky or hard as in hail. Um, so yeah, I like my, my moisture, uh, liquid, liquidy, um, I don't um, even want to touch uh, that one. Behave, <laughs>
0: yeah, behave,
1: behave. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of our for. And uh, the snow that we have is melting, and hopefully we won't get too much back. So yes, that makes Kevin's got a sad face now. Uh, can you do anything to improve his uh, uh, sad face, Melissa?
0: Mm, nope, it's going to okay. be kind of schizophrenic the next couple of uh, days here. It's the the temperatures are a little bit all over the place. We've got. 72 tomorrow, 81, then 86, then 89, then 78, then 80, then 78, then back down to the 70s. So, yeah, still too hot for Kevin. Uh,
1: Yes, yeah, that's my kind of weather. And yesterday I actually went out without a coat on first time in a while. It was like eh, 40 degrees or something like that. So, um, you know, it's finally starting to feel like spring here. And spring is what, in three days? When is the official start of spring? Is uh, it the
0: 22nd or something like that?
1: Yeah, it depends upon, you know, whenever the vernal, uh, the vernal equinox or, no, that's the fall Equinox? One. Um, yeah, vernal equinox. One of those. Yeah, the autumnal equinox would be the fall one. And anybody who knows anything about this stuff is probably pulling up their hair and saying I'm an idiot, but, so it's new. <laughs> um, but it's the spring equinox. How about we go with that? So whenever that falls, there go. yeah, whenever the uh, sun crosses over the equator, um, yeah, so 21st, first, twenty seconds. we're a few days away from the official start of spring. I just kind of wish the spring weather would, you know, kick in. And, but it, there's hopeful signs out there. I have heard geese flying over, flying south, so uh, that's usually a good harbinger. You didn't get chart. hit
0: by any, did you?
1: No, but you know, as you mentioned that, I remember. Oh, this is probably about ten, fifteen years ago. I was driving home from work once, and some geese were flying over, and they decided to take a crap on my windshield as I was driving. <laughs> I don't know what I did to <laughs> torque them off, but boy, their aim was good. This is like I'm driving along, and plop right in the middle of my. And you, have,
0: you, you didn't, you didn't bother to stand up and look at the bullseye that was painted on the on your roof.
1: No, I missed that, and you know, you can't really clean it off with windshield wipers because just kind of. Oh no, it just it
0: makes around. it worse.
1: Yeah, so that wasn't. Pretty Pretty, so you know. So the geese have an opinion on on me. So you know, you know that's why there's hunting season. I don't hunt them, but somebody else can. That
0: sounds like a Far Side cartoon.
1: (laughs) Hmm, I miss the Far Side.
0: Bummer of a birthmark, Hal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that one? (laughs) Oh man, I've read them all, but that one just doesn't. I probably need the picture to go along with it.
0: (laughs) I think it was. I think it might have been bears. I think it was two bears. And one of the bears had a big bullseye on his tongue. Oh, okay. And the bear's saying, t- Bummer birthmark, Al.
1: <laughs> okay, now I remember that one. Yeah, I was stuck on the, the poop from above. but.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's another one where it is people walking around with bullseyes on their heads and it's a bunch of pigeons. Hanging out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. See, it's so funny how when you can talk to other Farside people, other Farside, Farside fans, you could just kind of describe a cartoon and it jogs your memory and uh-huh. automatically your, your head goes there. I don't know. It's just something special, I guess.
1: Well, it's one of those things we all have. Uh, well, uh, anybody who loves this Farside cartoons have had images similar to that in our head. He just put it on paper. Um, That's true. Yeah, so it's there's true. something to be said for it. Now I want to get out my Far Side cartoon books and look them over. Again. <laughs> but uh, you know,
0: I worked at a place. I worked at an advertising agency once where my supervisor at the time she was really into cows. Like you know how people just have their little fetishes and their things that they love, and she loved cows. And someone had for two years in a row gotten me the Far Side, you know, desk calendar edition. And I had this little ritual that I would kind of do in any time because, you know, how Fireside had, you know, there was like always the chickens or the cows or, you know, God makes the earth. Or, you know, there was always these themes or scientists like with experiments that had gone wrong or, you know, nature, wildlife, Stone Age. There was always these different uh, themes and cows was always one of the themes. There was always something to do with cows. So every, you know, at least every other day or so. So what I would do is anytime time I would get to a cow far side, I would very, you know, meticulously cut it out and I would tape it to her monitor. So that, that was the first thing that she saw when she sat down the next day. <laughs> it was just something that I did and she just really enjoyed that. So well, yeah, I miss those days.
1: And as you say that, I think of the movie Twister where they said, we have cows. Um, <laughs> that's part of growing up in, uh, you know, this part of the country. Um, is, you know, we, we have an appreciation for cows, especially on our dinner plate. But, you know, that's a different, <laughs> different subject. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, something else that uh, some of us have an appreciation for, at least I do, is being able to take my Amazon assistant, whose name I won't say because I don't want to set off everyone's uh, um, right. assistant there. But uh, I have this affinity for taking it with me. And I th- I finally found a way to do it. And it actually doesn't work too bad. Um so they had a um I think it was a um one of those uh, ninja deals.
0: Oh, now I can see it. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh-huh.
1: From um uh, Lifehacker, I think it was. And so I got money off. So I actually it it's listed for $49. I was actually able to get mine for it was 39 and I had some uh points on my credit card. So I actually got it for $35. But it's nice. a charger that you plug into your power port i can't call it a cigarette lighter anymore i date myself and probably it's politically incorrect but you plug it oh, in oh your-
0: you know what i have never referred to it as anything but a cigarette lighter but i do every time i say it it feels dirty like especially when i'm trying to tell my kids you know oh plug it into the cigarette lighter, and they look at me like what
1: <laughs> yeah you-
0: i've had to explain to them what that little port is for in the car
1: yeah, you youngster, you, uh, yeah, you make mm-hmm. me feel old, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just old enough to remember that, well, sure. I'm just old enough to have actually used the cigarette lighter to light cigarettes when, uh, way back in the day.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, now we're uh, getting into that rebel side of you. But anyway, uh, mm. <laughs> so anyway, you plug this in, it's called the Roav Rove Viva it's from by uh from anchor the people that give you battery or sell you they don't give away anything uh sell you batteries and different things like that um so yeah you, uh you plug it into your uh your power port and it's got two usb charging ports on it so you can charge your your phone uh, your phone fo- two phones nice. while you're at it uh but it will give you amazon assistant in your car uh and it doesn't work too bad i was um I do have to kind of speak up a little bit sometimes, but it's usually not too bad. And I also, here's a handy little tip for people. It comes with this little clear sticker over it telling you how to use it, how to push the button. If it doesn't hear you, you can push the button and talk to it. Uh, Take that off because it kind of blocks the microphone. That improves the sound quality Uh, uh, or the uh microphone quality a lot if you take that off so it can actually hear you. But it's not too bad. It's kind of nice. And so you have to put this app on your phone it works with the iphone you have to put this app on the phone um it's the uh yeah Ro- does it
0: work with the amazon app like the same one that you use for your assistant
1: uh yeah it will coordinate with a separate with it. app it, this is a separate app you have to put the roab viva app on your phone oh. but it will connect with that it will connect with alexa uh, i hope i didn't say anybody's Oops. thing off you <laughs> said it, the a so. word I, yeah, it almost sounds like you're talking dirty. But anyway, um, so um, <laughs> you can go into your, uh, you know, your uh, assistant app there, and you will see the requests like you can on any of the other things there, so it will show up there. But it does have its own little uh, app that coordinates with it. What it does is it will tie, it will connect to the uh, the device in the power port, and then you will connect to. There's a couple of different ways you connect your phone to the car. So with mine, I've connected it before through the Bluetooth. I have a Chevy Equinox, uh, a 2010. So I use Bluetooth. You can uh, connect with a um, uh, inline jack um, using so a. So you
0: compare. You pair your iPhone to your car through bluetooth yep. first
1: yep and
0: then and then you go into this app and i guess is it, it is the device itself that's plugged into the power port um is it transmitting a bluetooth signal
1: yep to your phone so, so it's a
0: bluetooth to bluetooth
1: yeah well oh, yeah so okay. it's a uh, device hmm. to phone to car um So, your phone, you need your phone for this to work because it needs the, uh, you know, the LTE to function and get its stuff. And there's a little bit of a lag, but it's not too bad considering that, like I say, it's got to jump from there to the phone and then it's got to do the LTE thing, come back, and then, you know, uh, so there's, you know, a couple steps in there, but it's not too bad and it does pretty good. I, um, I've done a few things with it. The music uh, is usually is the usual thing I do. I tell it to play um, different playlists I have on Pandora and a few other things. And you can just say, you know, play music by, um, let's say, hailstorm mm. or something like that, and it'll play it. So you can do the uh, the assistant type things that you could do with everything else. Uh, or there's been a few. And times- it's really
0: dependent on your LTE signal being like pretty solid and robust out where you are.
1: Well, I don't. I. As long as it's good, I don't know if it has to be robust, but, I mean, uh, if you can stream music, it should work for that. I mean, I don't know that okay. this is going to put heavy, any heavier attacks on it. Um,
0: and than, you have an unlimited data plan, yes, so you don't have I to worry do. about it, right?
1: Yeah, okay. that's my, my shtick, and I should, yeah, you, it will use your data plan. But, yeah, I have the unlimited, so I'm just a pig. Uh, um, but, uh, so, yeah, I can do that. And, and I've done things, too, like I'm coming home, and I've told it to turn the lights on in the office uh, so they'll be on when I get here. Uh, I know.
0: That's cool. You do that right from your driveway?
1: Or uh, or even when you're away from your Wi-Fi. It'll...
0: <gasps> oh, that's cool.
1: So, yeah, I could be, uh, you know, so if I, and I've got a few other plug-in devices around here. I've got the, um, you know, which ones are they now? Um, I think I got so one. So while
0: you're driving, you can... Even before you get home, yep. like if you're an hour out, even you can tell it to turn on lights or yep. start up something. <laughs> oh yeah, that's ah, cool.
1: And like I say, I've got the plugins. I got a Wemo and um, the uh, oh TP-Link. Uh, I think it's TP-Link uh, plugins. Uh, I've got a few of them around here, so I could tell it. You know, turn on the lights in the living room, or however I have them named and such. So uh, you could have, and, it, and I've got the switches. I just haven't gotten it done yet. Um, and,
0: and, and your wife knows that you have this, right? And yeah. like, she knows that if she's sitting there and all of a sudden lights come on, <laughs> she knows that's you.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if she's really one mess out yet. with people. Yeah, that could <laughs> kind of screw with a person. But what uh, are you
0: doing, Mike?
1: <laughs> the house is haunted, dear.
0: Um, but,
1: uh, and like I said, I've got the switches. I just haven't gotten them installed yet. Uh, Z-Link or, um, link or Z-Link? Z-Wave, um, switches. Z-Wave, okay. Yeah, uh, the switches that you, uh, light switches you can put in. Uh, so I could put them in the garage so I could, when I get home, I could tell it to turn the lights on in the garage, turn the outside lights on or something like that um so yeah you have you Have a, any
0: heater any kind of heaters hooked up or a thermostat or anything so you could you know warm up the house before you get home no
1: because we really don't change the temperature that much we keep the temperature in the house hmm. around 68 to cool it down anymore would be kind of pointless because then it would just have to spend extra energy getting it warmed up and we don't keep it real mm-hmm. warm in house so we i have thought about the a smart thermostat but i'm kind of going Eh. No. Now, maybe for air conditioning, that possibly, you know, so we could tell it to turn on the uh, air conditioning. But again, we just have the temperature set. Um, Mm -hmm. That would probably be
0: the only thing I could find use for it if we were out and about. I would probably enjoy, you know, cranking up the A.C. before we get home. So it's nice and cool because we do. Yeah, we try to. We try to be conservative with the electricity as best we can too, because right. you know it gets to be triple digits here and it it cranks. It's uh yeah
1: yeah. And that's the, when
0: that's when Ke- Kevin would love it. <laughs> Not
1: sure. Yeah, and you know part of the problem is you don't want to like cool the uh, like in the wintertime, you don't want to let the house get too cool because then you have to expend extra energy warming it back up again.
0: Yeah, it's got to maintain so, kind of a stasis, huh?
1: Yeah, so that's why we don't really screw with the temperature too much. Um so mm-hmm. like I said, uh, I have all the, you know, not all, but uh, a few of the uh, home automation devices, but the thermostat just isn't one that I've uh uh, you know, gotten into mm-hmm. or whatever for just cause mm-hmm. of, I don't know. But I do have my cameras and such and this won't uh I'll have to try it sometime, but I don't think...
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, can you manage any cameras or see anything?
1: I'll have to try it when I'm out sometime and see if it will, uh, you know, get uh, get the Ring app, bring it up, and bring up the uh, uh, cameras without having to touch the phone. That would be kind of nice because it would be nice that, you know, if somebody rings the doorbell, you could be able to say, you know, show me the, the front door and... Um, or the garage door, whichever, whatever your name of it is, and be able to see who's there without having to, you know, touch the phone or whatever. Um,
0: you get I, a notification when that happens yes. if you're out and about. On my okay. phone, yes. Yeah,
1: so. But like I say, I just I should see if this uh, this uh, uh, Roav Viva will, you know, connect to the Ring app and bring it up without, you know, the hands-free part. So when you're driving, uh, yeah. you can do that not have to screw with the phone. Um, Do you, you have
0: a mount for your phone? Do you mount your phone yes. to your dash so you can see the screen?
1: Yes, I've got this. Um, it's kind of ungodly long, but it works in the car. It's a um, kind of a snake uh, thing, a bendable snake um, with a clamp at the end, so I can just clamp my phone in there. Uh, big. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I used to have one of those, but like I've said before, <laughs> the Arizona Sun murders everything. So I, yep. I had one, and the piece that was at the bottom where it attached to the clamp That got weakened by the heat and just died, and so it just would. I would put it in the the foam, would just fall over. (laughs) Yeah, so now I'm sticking to the the vent. I'm I'm using. And my car is 14 years old, but I'm using the vent clip and a magnet, and I like that a lot.
1: Uh, And well, I haven't had that problem yet. And this uh, has a big clamp on it. Um, Or no, uh, yeah, a clamp. It's not a screw type. It's a spring loaded clamp. So I've got it attached to the side of my. uh, um, console. I have a little opening there. So I have it clamped to that. And so, because I've tried the suction cup thing, it's fine until winter comes and then it just randomly yeah. drops off. So, um,
0: yeah, so you have the opposite problem. It gets so cold there that stuff doesn't stick or yeah,
1: doesn't work you, properly. because there's been t- uh, uh, I had one and I'm driving along in the wintertime and all of a sudden the phone falls off and it's going, well, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not enamored with them uh, in South Dakota here. But, um,
0: like say, and I can't use those at all because it, there's too much phone expo- uh, sun exposure to the yeah. phone. And if I try to use a suction cup doohickey, it will actually heat up the phone so much that it overheats. And it tells me that you can't use it until it cools down. So I've, I've had to just kind of find places in my car to conceal it from the heat. And, and actually the vent works out well because I usually have the AC on while I'm driving. And so it keeps the phone nice and cold. So that helps.
1: Yeah, and I've, uh, you know, mine's down in the console, so it's usually out of the sun. So that's not too much of a problem. So that works out pretty well. But um, like I say, overall, because I do like my uh, my Amazon Assistant, um, you know, right now it's kind of edging out the Google Home. But the Google Home, I, I I have both. And still, when it comes to answering questions, uh, Google is a little bit better than Amazon is for You know, getting answers and that kind of stuff. And the other thing,
0: Mm -mm. it's a little more heavily crowdsourced, I think.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I do like about uh, the Google Home over the uh, the uh, Echo stuff, you can create groups with your uh, Echoes, but they can only be part of one group. So, like, say I have a couple down here in the basement, so I can call that my basement group, but they can't be part of anything else. Now, with my Google Home, I've I've got, again, I've got several of them around the house because I have a problem. But anyway, uh, I've got Mm -hmm. several around the house, and so I can create a group called Downstairs, I can create a group called Upstairs, and then I can create Mm -hmm. a group called Everywhere. So uh, if I want to have music playing throughout the house, I can just tell it to play whatever on the Everywhere group, and it'll do that, and then I've got, you know... um,
0: well, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. and I, The way Amazon does it, you can't. It can only be part of one group. So that's a little bit of a bummer, and that's the edge up I
0: that, wonder why that is.
1: I think it's the uh, protocol that they implement that uh, I read about it somewhere about a year ago, I think, when they first implemented it. The way Amazon does it, they, uh, it you just can't be part of more than one group. But uh, Google does it, uses a different protocol, which is a little bit more flexible so
0: i wonder if they have any specific reasoning for that like is it a security issue is it i mean what what would what would make them use one protocol over another i just wonder if they they have justification for it
1: well one might be uh the fact that uh google owns one protocol and uh amazon got the other one uh, you know it could just be
0: proprietary
1: yeah it could very well be just something to that effect and why they can't Mm -hmm. get it and like i say you start getting into you know programming and trying to make things work that can get and trying to get things to cooperate with each other and you have to realize these things are cooperating with a lot of different stuff with like you know i got my ring Mm -hmm. doorbell i got my light switches around here so they kind of have to you know have something that they all can you know um basic stuff they can agree on. All
0: those so, so all those devices are all on your Wi Fi now. I think we talked about this in the past, but remind me, I know we talked about like the Internet of Things, IoT devices. Do you have a separate router that just IoT stuff talks to, or do you have one single router? Because I know you have multiple routers. Yeah. You have routers routed to each other, and then you kind of have the IOT devices kind of on their own thing so that they can't infiltrate like if you if any one of those IOT devices got hacked, it wouldn't infiltrate your right. your I don't know what you would call it your home connection right. to, to your personal day like like your computer and your iPhone are on one Wi-Fi thing. Now how does that work though if if, if your iPhone doesn't need to be on the same Wi-Fi or can it be on a different Wi-Fi? Uh, network and the iot devices are on a different network i wonder if that's still how that works <laughs> i'm well, just trying and, to picture yeah. how this is all put together well
1: and actually when i'm at home i don't even have with the the internet setup that we have or with the uh through at&t i don't even have the phone on wi-fi because it's all using the same lte signal
0: Oh so yikes. okay. So you're just using L T E for everything.
1: Yeah, when I can it because 'cause you've well, unlimited so you can. Right, yeah. And uh and why go through of having you know it connect to the Wi Fi which then connects to the same LTE that the phone would be using directly. You just have an extra step in there. The only time it torques me off is like uh when you get an update from Apple because I had an update for uh Microsoft Word on my phone and it says um Unless there's a multi part yeah. download you must connect, I'm going dit,
0: dit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they yeah, because there's so many people I, I can right. kinda see why they do that. I know it's well, annoying, but yeah, there's so many people that will not pay attention, they'll download, you know, a one gigabyte or well, it wouldn't be for an app, right. but for an operating system update it might be. But they'll download something even if it's like fifty megs and they'll download it over their LTE connection and the next thing going, Hey, why did I get this bill, this overcharge? And yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I understand that. I just kind of wish they would give us give a person a switch that it says, mm-hmm. "Hey, I understand." Like you know, an opt-in. Yes, uh, something mm-hmm. to that effect. And I, you know, maybe I shouldn't say maybe there isn't. I just have been too lazy to look for it. But uh, because there are people, I can imagine there's a few people out there who don't even have Wi-Fi who basically live and work off their phones uh, for the most
0: part. Yeah, I I imagine that segment's still fairly small, though. Right. Yeah, because that's a kind of like a foreign concept because we're still we're still thinking about ways to save money by not having the phone company have so much of our of our data. I guess where in those cases people are like, well, this is all I can get because you know let's face it, there's people that are out in the boonies. That that's all they can get is a data plan or satellite, which is terrible and expensive and right. all that good stuff. Hey, speaking of cellular, um, I think this is a good segue to talk about yes. the other things. And I just thought of something else, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about my negative Verizon experience. Um, you know, <laughs> we don't have Elisa on the show today, so I've I've got to fill in that that portion about you know shaking our fist at the at the cellular carriers for being dickwads about stuff. And so for lack of a better term. um, And then I want to ask you what you think about Xfinity being in the cellular space. So you chew on that while I tell you about this. So I was appalled. I just recently helped a client upgrade their phone, you know, same with any, anybody else where they get to that point in their phone plan where they're eligible for an upgrade. And so they were. And so we were talking about, I gave you guys a little bit of this background over, over text, you know, asking questions and stuff. And, um, you know, they were teetering on, well, which phone should they upgrade to? And, you know, we talked about Samsung versus uh, Apple and that sort of thing. And, you know, decided to just stick. It would probably be in their best interest to stick with the Apple ecosystem. They could switch, but then it would be a bit of a learning curve. And, you know, I basically told them what their options were. And so they decided to, to stick with Apple. And so, the next thing we talked about was form factors, and so then we talked about the difference between because their their main goal, I should say, was the camera. They, you know, when you think about what is it that you want out of a phone, what are you going to use the phone the most for? And in this in this particular um, case, the person really, and like me, it was a big consideration for me when I was thinking about phones you know the 8 versus the 8 plus and we talked about that on on this podcast several times and on my other podcast and it boiled down to for me it was the camera and I wasn't willing to go f- to the iPhone 10 for my own reasons but this client was they were they really they didn't want to get the 8 you know they wanted to get the the best you know processor and the best camera or what and and it was about the form factor when I showed them what the difference would be in size they said no, I really want something pocketable, so they went for the iPhone 10. So I got to play with an iPhone 10 for the first time. Um, you know, a lot of my friends have gotten them, and I've been kind of envious, but yet, you know, still standing my ground. I I would like to get one someday, but I I'm not one of those bleeding edge people. I usually wait until the, there's a second or third iteration of a product like that. So I'm prepared to wait and to hang back, and eventually I'll I'll go that route. Um, but it was nice, and it was I, – I really like it. I was really thinking, yeah, now I'm even more excited now that I've actually gotten to play with one for a little bit um, about when that time will come. You know, maybe the price will come down. Who knows? Um, but I really want – you know, I want to see more of the kinks worked out first. So anyway, this this particular client decided to go for the iPhone 10, And it's always been my experience, and it's always been other people's experiences when you go to the carrier's store – If you're going that route, which I've decided not to, as much as I have had personally, I've had nothing but good experiences going into the AT&T store. I've actually even made like a friend there. It's like, oh, hey, I want so-and-so, you know, he's the one that always helps me kind of a thing. Now, this last time I didn't have to go in because I was able to just swap the SIM cards and and do what I need to do. And I must say, it's very liberating not having to be on that month-to-month plan. I mean, not having to be on the the plan where now we're just month-to-month. It's liberating being on on a month-to-month plan. And not having to worry about like the upgrade, you know, when you're eligible and that kind of thing. So, because this time around, I just purchased the phone outright. And because we did the hand me down thing and my, we put my dad on the plan, but he purchased his phone outright also, nobody has any monthly payments. Like nothing's broken up and fettered into the, into the monthly cellular bill. It's just, we're just paying for cellular service. We're not paying for the, the phone anymore. So, that's kind of liberating. We just, this time around, we just saved up and ripped the band aid off. So, um, so that's what this person did. And any anytime that I've ever been into the cellular, uh, stores like for AT&T or, you know, gone to the mall kiosk or even Apple, they're always pretty keen to help make sure that you get your phone set up, that, that when you leave there, you're comfortable and that you have a working device. So I was pretty shocked when I went to help this client, I actually went to the store with them. And this is the second time that Verizon, no, actually now this is the third time that Verizon has screwed over a client of mine. Not the same clients, but different clients. So three different clients that they have screwed over. One time, the person went to buy a certain phone on their own, and they got the wrong hard drive size because they just don't understand the numbers and stuff. And the Verizon person sold them what they had in stock, which is what they actually wanted. They wanted the, they wanted the 128 gigabyte, and they sold them the okay. 16 instead. Is this the,
1: uh-huh. same, is this the same store, or is this different stores?
0: These are different stores.
1: Okay. that's These I, are three,
0: di- three different stores, too. So three different clients, three different okay. stores, three different. This is why I, and, and plus my own experience from a long time ago, this is why I'm just not a Verizon gal. I, I'm sorry, but I, I have to bash on Verizon because I really think that they could do better. They have very, been very predatory when it comes to my clients because, you know, my clients are, are the senior variety. And they can, you know, kind of get talked into things because they don't understand what's going on. And the people at the store, and this is any store, I'm sure, they're, you know, they're on a commission, they're trying to make money, they're trying to, you know, sell products and things like that. So, you know, it's understandable, but it gets to be downright predatory. I mean, when these, I've, I've been, I've gone and went personal shopping with some of these clients and I watch what happens even while I'm standing there because I just play dumb. Like I'm just, I'm a grandkid or I'm, you know, the relative or a friend or something helping them and they don't know why exactly I'm there They just think I'm kind of along for the ride. So I listen to the verbiage that the salespeople use. And I personally feel that it's downright predatory. They try to sell the clients things and sometimes they get talked into stuff and I try to talk them out of it. And, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of, you know, push comes to shove and then they end up regretting it. And it's like, oh, I should have, you know told you we should have gone this way but yeah you want to try and that's how you have to fi- find out they'll they'll use things like oh you get a free this with that but what they don't tell you is that yeah it's on a contract and then you have to pay a monthly uh fee for it and it has to be paid off before you can disconnect it and what's happened in the past is clients have you know kind of seen the error of their ways and like no i really didn't want this and they want to go and remove it oh sorry that'll be you know 250 dollar early termination fee. What? You know, so stuff like that happens. Um, but this time this time the story was took the client to the store to pick up we like pre-purchased it. Like all we had to do was just go in and pick it up. And I knew what was going to happen next, you know, I w- it was going to be a little while till I got to see the client again, so I thought while we're there we'll connect to the Wi-Fi in the store and, you know, at least they'll get it activated. I wanted them to the goal was I wanted them to have a working phone before they left the store. And then, you know, I would take care of, like, the lessons on, you know, how to tweak settings and things like that. The plan was we were just going to restore from an iCloud backup. And I was so excited because Apple now has this thing where I think it's called Quick Setup, where all you have to do is bring the two devices together. I don't know if you ex- – I think the last time when you did your phone, you were going from a Samsung to an iPhone, right? Yeah. So I don't think you got to experience this. Well, nowadays, if you're if you're upgrading iPhone to iPhone – all you have to do is bring them close together and this little um, pattern shows up on your screen and all you have to do is pick up the phone and hold it over it and scan it. And it just, it's magic. It just takes all the settings from the old phone and just puts them on the new phone. And I've, I've seen it, I've seen like videos of it and, I've, and people that have done it have told me about it and how easy it was. And I was really looking forward to that. Well, we never got to get to that part because turns out, Their policy now is they don't let you set up the phone in the store. And I just can't believe that that's their policy. That's just that's so ridiculous. All she let us do was, you know, I I said to her, I was like, well, why? I said, you know, he needs to have a working phone. And she's like, well, we're not really supposed to, but I'll, you know, I'll let you do it in this in this instance. So she was like bending the rules by letting us connect to the guest Wi-Fi. Well, of course, then because the phone had been sitting in a warehouse for so long, it didn't have the latest operating system update. So she just like was tap 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 tap. You know how us kids are. They we mm-hmm. grab the phone and we're like, here, grandpa. I'll just you know tap. Oh, I hate that. I always try to get the client to do it. Like I try to point to where they they're supposed to tap so that they can learn it. Unless I I ask them. I said, is oh is it okay if I do these next couple steps. I always ask their permission. These people just grab the phone out of their hands and like, here, do-do-do-do-do, and then they go so fast and you don't see what they actually did. So this time, what actually happened, she was like, oh, yeah, you have to apply the the software update. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you don't. <laughs> we can set it up. We can do the software update later. No, no, no. She had to just, you know, boop, 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 you know, tap on the phone and, and started going. Well, then you couldn't interrupt it. So we're standing there. So we let the software update complete, but then we never got to the part where you know and they and they were just standing around like it was going to take a while so what were we going to do that that process had already been started before I got a chance to say well no let's just go ahead and sign in to your apple id and like do all that kind of stuff so i was very disappointed that we didn't get to actually set up the phone so my poor client had to leave leave the store with his his current you know or his old phone i guess having been deactivated right because i mean it still worked as a as a as an iPod but They they deactivated the SIM card because they activated the SIM card for the new phone, right? So he's walking out the store with two phones in his pocket, one old one that's just an iPod now, and one new one that's on the progress bar. That's how he had to leave the store. Hmm. I was so frustrated and so disappointed. So I had to wait until, I guess it was like later that evening or the next night, until he could get home and like, you know, some pop-up showed up that basically said, yeah, you know, some process got interrupted and you have to reconnect to the network and then it stopped. So I had to like do what we were supposed to have done in the store over the phone and walk him through the restore process. And then once that happened, it was all fine. And, you know, now he has his phones all hooked up and it has all the same apps that he's used to seeing and all that kind of stuff. But I just couldn't believe that that, that, that company, would allow one of their customers, a very, you know, loyal high-being customer, walk out of their store with a device that wasn't able to make a phone call. Hmm. That yeah. to me is just unacceptable.
1: And see, I don't have anything to compare that to, because when I got my phone, I was going from Android to iPhone, and this is the first time that we'd gone through a carrier, because before we'd always use straight talk. Um, All
0: right. Uh So,
1: yeah, the next time I upgrade, which will hopefully be in a few years, um, then I'll see how that goes and what it's like. Um, But, you know, from what... You know, I'm a, I'm a geek, so my experience would be a little bit different than the average person. But I thought right. when I went to the AT&T store uh, locally here that it was a, a fine experience. The, uh, the lovely young lady that waited on us was very helpful and everything. Uh, so like I said, I don't have anything to necessarily compare that to. It would be interesting to see how uh, other people uh, have done it. But I know they had it set up on the, their Wi-Fi, uh, and we had problems, too, because we had to po- we had, I had trouble porting my number over and I ended up having to get a new number. Uh, yeah that so, could be that could be sticky, yeah, so there was a few glitches, but I thought you know they went out of their way to try and help us so uh you know i don 't have anything and i 've never been into a Verizon store to see how Well, that's just it, it.
0: I've only ever had positive experiences with AT&T. Yes, I've had the same glitches where there was a pro and I'm talking about my own personal experience in addition to many, many clients that I service that are on at and I've always been the person, you know, where they're kind of scared to, to call the carrier and I totally understand that. And so I've always been the go-between. You know, I say, I'm here with so-and-so and we're trying to, you know, set up their phone or their iPad or whatever or we need to get this changed about the service. And it's always been positive positive it's It's time consuming and sometimes there's glitches or you know there'll be something where they'll say, Well, you know, according to the contract, you can't do this or whatever but they're always really good about a explaining why something can't be done the way we expected it, and b making a compromise that, well, you know, we kind of understand that you'd like to cancel out this iPad or whatever, but here's what we can do. We'll reduce the price for this and yada, yada, yada. So yeah, they do kind of go the extra mile, even though it might not be exactly what you wanted. It's still somewhat of a compromise. Whereas with Verizon, my only experiences with them have been negative, And it's always been this, this, you know, like, no, we can't do that. Or, you know, no, you know, you should do this instead. And no, but that's not what I wanted. And it's just always been this just terrible experience. Um, One of the issues, too, is when I help people, normally when I Go through AT and T. I always explain, you know, I'm so and so. I'm their their tech. You know, I'm their computer teacher, and I'm helping them out with this today. And I tell them what my name is, and you know who we're talking to. And we're always on speakerphone, and they're always they're, they've always obliged. They've always been really happy. They understand, you know, that that there's you know older people that need help by kids or grandkids or whoever's helping them. And they just ask the person, do I have permission to speak to so-and-so? And the person says yes. And it's always been positive. But with Verizon, they make you jump through these hoops where like, they have to have the person sign something or you know, they have to put your name as an account holder, like as, as, a, as a person who's authorized, like an authorized person on an account. I don't want that. Like, I don't want my name on right. someone's account. I just want to talk to somebody over the phone. That's all I want to do. I don't want to like I'm not I don't want to be authorized to go in there and make changes to their account, the store or something. I don't want that liability. You know, like that's just not that's not what we're trying to do here. Hmm. So that was just really sketchy and just really messed up. So that's what I had to say about that. And then the other thing that I want to ask you about, I just recently started seeing commercials and I wondered if you had seen them yet, that Xfinity is getting into the mobile space. Have you seen anything about that? No.
1: That's scary in a way. I need to watch uh, TV so I can see what's going on. I play too many games, but that's a personal thing. (laughs) And we do have you know, – got DirecTV here, and I should just sit down and watch it once in a while. But, no, I haven't seen the Xfinity ads. But are they going to be like DirecTV? Uh, How do you mean they're getting into the Internet space? Are they going to have like um, – do like DirecTV Now where they have TV over the Internet? Or are you talking about they're going to bundle – internet service with their Xfinity um, TV service?
0: Well, according to what I've seen as far as commercials go, and just what, like, they have a new website. They have an Xfinity mobile website. And it looks like they're getting into, like, the space, the same space that AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint are. This is just new what I've seen. I've started to see it with... um like people that I help out with their internet connections, they're Xfinity customers, and I started seeing it when like in their login pages when we're doing stuff to their devices and stuff. I started seeing this, you know, oh, you can get an Xfinity mobile plan now added to your account. You know, it's one of those things where they they bu- I don't know for sure if they're going to bundle this, but it looks to be like it's one other thing that you can bundle. Now and it, oh man.
1: Is that through Verizon? I'm trying to remember now. Did Ver- I thought Verizon No, this is bu-
0: through Xfinity.
1: Well, because Verizon, I thought, bought uh, or or is planning to buy. What is the deal now? I thought they were buying a TV carrier. Um, Let me try and Google this while we talk. Uh, Well,
0: this, yeah. So I looked up the website. It says the Xfinity mobile plan designed to save you money. Included with your Xfinity internet service, you get no line access fees up to five lines, unlimited nationwide talk and text. Start with 100 megabytes of shared, which is not a lot, but you start with 100 megabytes of shared data per month, and then you get access to 8 million Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots. Then there's uh, monthly 4G LTE data options: $12 a month, or you yeah, $12 a month, or $12 per gig. Pay only for the gigabyte of shared data you use each month, and that's 12 bucks. Or unlimited, it's $45 a line. No monthly data usage limits. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes. Okay. So this looks to be, this is Xfinity.com slash mobile. This looks to be like they're going to be a mobile plan, but it kind of looks like you have to be an Xfinity customer already in order to be able to sign up for this which I think is interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I have always, always hated Comcast or Xfinity customer service, but just kind of like Verizon too, like they have the best coverage as far as Verizon is concerned. And they have the, and Xfinity has the fastest internet speeds. That's where they kind of get you. It's like, ugh, their, their customer service sucks. And it's really hard to get questions answered unless you use like their, their chat support. Um, but their, their speed is really excellent.
1: Um, yeah, and I was just trying to Google there while you were talking, and I think maybe Verizon is looking at buying or merging with Comcast. I could have that wrong. I know I listen to podcasts, and they talk about different things. I thought Verizon was going to, like, buy one of them, kind of like what AT&T did with DirecTV. Um, because mm-hmm. we, we have, there's a DirecTV app, so since we subscribe, I can stream uh anything that's streamable on direct tv that's not direct tv now this is direct tv itself um a mm. little confusing but uh and it doesn't count against our uh bandwidth um uh, so mm. uh, zero rated i guess is what yeah, they called it every- yeah
0: cuz yeah direct tv and t are in bed together they kind of have they kind of have a, a- joined plan right that's how you're able to get the unlimited
1: yep yeah and yeah
0: so this seems to be like this is for xfinity existing customers i just typed in my my zip code to see and it's a bunch of blue dots so there, it doesn't look like there's really a lot of coverage
1: oh and i'm pretty sure we don't have xfinity out here um you know as far as cable tv outside of satellite which would be dish and direct tv uh we have our local it's a uh Telephone cooperative that offers internet, cable, and telephone. Um, But we skipped them and went everything through AT and T. But yeah, so we don't have a lot of options Mm. out here. It's either our, you know, that cooperative or uh, Dish or Direct TV. But um so when they when I hear people talking about Comcast or Xfinity, um or is that the same thing? Um
0: You just like yeah, they are the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You're just like la okay. la 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 la.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I hear everybody talk about how horrible Comcast's uh technical uh support is yeah. with consumers. It's,
0: it's insane. It is it is so terrible. And uh, it, it's it's bad because my type of clients, they're the type of people that are just used to picking up the phone. When they have a problem, what do you do? You know, you pick up the phone, you make a phone call. You call their whatever number, technical support you can. You wait, you know, you get passed around from person to person. And it's just awful. And they end up like getting so confused because, first of all, they end up having to be on hold for so long that by the time they actually get to speak to a human, they'll do anything that the human tells them to do. They just, they've forgotten why they called in the first place. And that I think is by design. I think it's very psychologically messed up or it's just a very happy coincidence of, of psychological trauma that ends up getting these people, you know, talked into different services or getting disconnected when they didn't want to be or something. But one of the biggest problems that, and I've experienced this firsthand because there have been, there've been a few instances, like I've gotten pretty good at using the chat feature, because I don't have to talk to somebody. And the reason why I don't want to talk to somebody, not because I'm trying to be antisocial. The problem is, is that it's always either a combination of two things. It's either someone overseas, and I'm not trying to sound prejudiced or anything, but it's always someone with a really, really heavy accent. Yes. I mean, it is so bad that you just cannot understand what they're saying. They're speaking English, but it is very broken English. And on top of that, because it's probably going overseas or, or somewhere far, far away, the connection gets dropped. So I have gotten, I have helped people where it has taken hours because, and it would take hours whether I was there or not, it, it's because we get so far and then just as we're getting to like a resolution of something, the call gets dropped. Hmm. conveniently. (laughs) And then you have to call back again and start all over again. And I even say to them, I said, Oh my gosh, I don't want to have to re-explain this over and over again. No, 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 ma'am. We're taking notes and and we're putting you don't have to explain yourself and that's a bunch of BS because that's exactly what happens I call the next person and I say, well the last person said they were taking it oh I'm sorry I'm sorry ma'am that doesn't seem to show in the account here or it hasn't populated yet like they'll have some Mm -hmm. kind of you know so I try to avoid it like the plague trying to talk to a human being over there I'd rather talk to the robots in chat but the the sad part is is occasionally there are certain Things like, for example, you know, uh, unbundling or rebundling or something where you have to speak to a human. Like it's, it's something that they just won't do over chat. They make you like call in, and speak to somebody. Yeah. So what I try to do is get as far as I possibly can so that at least like that's the last portion of what we need to do. So, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just terrible.
1: And, that's and meant- I don't think
0: there's any improvement anytime soon.
1: Yeah, and that I haven't had any technical issues that I've had to call DirecTV. Now, the only thing I did have, and I think I mentioned it before, was that I called to cancel the free service that we had gotten that we didn't want to pay for once the trial was up. And I didn't. I don't like the hard sell. you know. I, if yeah. they would just say, I'd like to cancel, okay, that's fine. Any reason? No? Okay, fine. But no, there's like, right. hey, we could offer you this package or this package. I just kept saying, uh-huh. no, we don't watch it, please. you know, I don't like the hard sell. And I realize... What that, is
0: this, a fucking timeshare? Leave yeah. me alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. And I get all... I think all the cable companies are doing it because their numbers are starting to drop off for a number of reasons. So they're trying to hold on. And it's not like we're mm-hmm. canceling our DirecTV or just canceling showtime stars and whatever else yeah was. uh and but that, so i know that they do the hard sell but i don't like it either um but that's been my only experience so far and you know as i get further into this we'll see you know uh if we do have problems um now the other a couple of weeks ago um uh, i had problems with our internet here through AT&T, and I called the local store, and they said, well, if it's a technical problem, they really can't handle it at there, and I understand that. So if it were if to, to continue, I would have had to call AT&T technical support, but me being the geek that I am, I just basically just uh, hard reset the router and started over, and now yeah, it's fine. that's what
0: they're going to tell you to do anyway.
1: Probably, yeah, and once I remembered that, because I turned it off, and it's got a battery in it, so I pulled the battery out, but it needed a hard reset to... Uh, Uh, unscramble itself Um, but Hmm. uh,
0: now here's here's an interesting question though for you so you're all in on LTE right that's that's what's serving your phone and your internet yep so have you been in an instance where there's been an outage in your area and you can't make phone calls or go on the internet is that what happens?
1: Uh, yeah, basically, and there's and not too often, mm, but once or twice, yeah, it does, and that has happened once or twice, and I kind of knew that going into it that you know, yeah, wireless. But that's
0: something that's something that I think people should be aware of when they go yes. with these all-in plans, because I'll tell you, it has been really great. Whenever I've had problems with, now I'm on Cox out here, but even with Comcast, that. We have our cellular plan through a carrier like Verizon or AT and T or Sprint or whatever, and so you're still able to use the internet through your LTE plan to be able to look up like, hey, is there an outage? Like, what's right. going on? Or you know, to call and get technical support. Like, like my setup because I have a separate carrier than is my internet service provider, I'm able to use my cellular plan to call. Or well, I, I just said I just got to say I don't like to call, but I I can go on their chat service, or I can look up you know the coverage map, or I can log into my account. And this last time, like there was actually an outage, and the idiots they it was a it was a planned outage, it was a planned um, uh, service uh, where they were. Uh, modifying or maintaining the network or something. Normally, they do that stuff, you know, between 3 and 4 a.m., but for whatever reason, they did it during peak hours, which I <laughs> bitched about. But at least I was able to use my AT&T connection to figure that out. Whereas, like, had I just been on a cellular for internet, I wouldn't have had that ability. Right. So. That scares me a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, and what I was thinking was, was kind of the flip side here, and it hasn't happened real often, but there's been a few times that uh, either, you know, a suicidal squirrel or ice storms or something has taken down our power. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and with no power, you know, without having a battery backup to run the modem, um, yeah. You know, but this one has a battery built into it, and we do have battery packs around here that we can power things. And so, mm-hmm. if we just connect directly to the router, obviously without providing power to our uh, basically access point, a router acting as an access point in the house, we'd have to connect directly to the router, and that's limited to 10 uh, devices. That's why I have the access point, uh, besides having the need for a uh, network switch in the house, too. So we could uh, – mm-hmm. our battery-operated devices, obviously, the uh, the Mac wouldn't work, but our tablets and our phones – well, hopefully, the phone would but, connect but to the – But
0: predominantly, I mean, you'd be able to dial 911 then, right? Uh, yeah. Because w- w- that's the most important thing. You can't be without a phone for
1: – Right. Yeah. Um, well, and like I say, if the cell I know tower so, goes so many down
0: people- – there's so many people, like my parents included, that refuse to get rid of their landline because their argument is, well, if the cellular connection went down, I'd still be able to dial 911 and you wouldn't be able to. And I'm like, but if your power goes out, and even if with a battery pack, though, I, your your phone now is, your landline is now digital. It's not copper anymore. It's not, it's not analog. Everything's been converted to digital already. So how is it that you're that your stance in in keeping a landline stance because if you lose power or if the if the service to that area goes out how are you going to dial 911 if you don't have a cell phone
1: mm-hmm. yeah i hadn't thought about that cuz when we did have our local cooperative they had gone fiber optic and so mm-hmm. uh well i think there was a battery in the phone part mm-hmm. to keep it up mm-hmm. and running for you know emergency use um, I
0: hope that that's the case because I have seen that with with spe- specifically with Xfinity, um, they're called gateways now because it's a it's a two part it's a modem and a router all in one box. Right. So it gives you your wireless signal and it connects your modem to both the coax and the telephone line. <sighs> But like I just experienced the other day, I helped somebody with a self-install. And for the longest time, we we got internet just fine. But we could not get that damn phone line to connect. And it turned out like we had to go. And it took like probably a good half hour or so chatting with somebody from Xfinity to try to get them to do whatever they needed to do on their end Mm. to throw the switch so that the telephone line would work, the landline. And I just thought, well, that's sucky. Because, you know, even if, and even if you unplugged it, the battery light didn't come on like it still wouldn't power the, hmm. the phone line. So I, I just I don't know. I fail to see how how you would be able to still contact emergency services with a digital phone line if the power's cut and the battery isn't servicing the phone line or if just the phone service is down. Right. I, I still feel like you need to have a cell phone.
1: Yeah. Um, and like I say uh, in this plan appealed to us because we entertain this notion whether we'll actually do it or not that maybe sometime we'll start to travel around well then with this we can, yeah, take, you can take it everywhere yeah and we don't have to be using our phone as a hot spot um which you can't You'll do still it, have the
0: same problems they'll just be in a different state <laughs> sure
1: right basically um but and the other thing is too yeah we do have our home phone through there which kind of confuses people because it's the same uh same prefix for clark county here but yeah. if you try to dial it locally because normally if you just dial five three two and then the rest of the number you'd connect well i think uh, people try to do that now but it's not through the it's a five three two number but it's not through the local exchange so i think this confuses mm. people so technically it's become a long distance call locally for people to uh-huh. call our house yeah. um
0: Yeah, that's the other thing that I need to talk to my dad about, for example, like, and and that was one of my clients, she ended up getting a landline because she her argument was that and I, I still think that we just need to, I don't know, evolve as, as a people or something, that she was afraid she wasn't getting calls or people weren't wanting to call her like, you know, local businesses or something, because she brought her her Arizona number with her to a different state. It wasn't considered a local number. And I I know, for example, you know, some states are so large, like ours is is pretty large and there's only like a couple of area codes. Whereas I know like out east, there's multiple area codes in one state and you could be not that far of a distance, but because it's a different area code, you're still making a long distance call. Well, out here, for example, my mother-in-law lives in Flagstaff, which is a different area code. And any time I fill out the packets for my kids where, you know, you ask for um, emergency contact. So she used to live in Flagstaff, I meant to say. She moved down here, but she retained her number from Flagstaff. So there's no point in, in changing phone numbers, except that whenever I write down on the emergency contact, I always put local, you know, in parentheses. Because if they look at that, they might not want to call her thinking, well, why should we call her if she's in Flagstaff? But she's technically, physically in Tucson. You see what I mean? So I I think that's why I said I think I think we need to evolve and I think people need to just stop really looking at area codes and assuming that they're long distance when they may not be. Right. I'm hoping that we're getting to a point where you should just dial the number anyway. And I, I don't know if there will be something that tells you it's long distance or not, but. I think we need to get away from constantly worrying about people having lost and numbers because people are moving from all different places and they're retaining their phone numbers. Right. And, and they have a different area code.
1: And the, so, fl- and the flip side of that, I wish there was a way to tell if it was local or not. Because yeah. The uh, my kind of pet peeve is we've had some junk calls and I think they're spoofing uh, a local oh. number or local area code because I'll look and see, oh, well, you know, it's 605, uh, it's, which is the South Dakota uh, area code. And so I look at it and I say, okay, I'll pick it up. Well, then it's some yeah. marketing thing. And so, yes, yeah. I really wished I could see that, you know, if it was local or where the call well, was originating from.
0: I don't even know that that matters anymore because I I hear people say that all the time, that that's, those, are the, those are how the scams are spreading is maybe people have like the, the habit where a phone call will come through, and it'll be one eight hundred. It'll be some other area code. So of course they don't answer because we're we're trained like we're tra- kind of we're kind of yeah. trained monkeys by the by the phone companies themselves to do everything we can to want to protect our finances by not answering long distance calls, by not making long distance calls. So we're kind of trained to look at the area code and say, "Ooh, I better not answer it because it's long distance. Let them leave a voicemail or whatever." To only answering calls that are local. And then that gets you into trouble because you think that way because that's how you've been trained. Like, oh, well, it's a local call. I better answer it because I don't know, it's important for some reason because it it's local, it must be. And then you answer it and then yeah, it's one of those scams or it's a spoofed number or something and it's a telemarketer. So what I've been doing is just, I just don't, I just don't answer the call at all. And I mean, and I'm a business owner and I still get away with this because I screen all my calls and I tell prospective clients that I screen my calls. I just don't answer it unless... The only time I answer it is if I am expecting a call from a doctor or, you know, some other appointment or something. Because then I know that the call is going to come within the next couple of hours and I have to take my chances. And nine times out of ten, it's the call that I was expecting. But it, there is still that one percent that that during that time when I'm expecting a call and I answer it, that it's going to be a telemarketer or some kind of scam or something. So. I've just stopped answering all calls, not even ones that have my local area code. I, I ignore those, too, because for me, am I thinking, why, why would I be expecting? I mean, like I just said, I, I am a business owner and I, I should be expecting local calls to come through. But that's not been the case either. The, I live in the type of place, and that could also be why this is for me, too. I live in a type of place where there are people that live here that come from all over. So I see, the, I see such a wide gamut of telephone numbers that... I don't think twice that it, it could be somebody calling that lives here, but they still have their cell phone from their other place, They're snowbirds. There's so many snowbirds that, that come back and forth. So it's just the way it is here. So you don't really have that tendency to like, oh, well, is it a local call? Then I should answer it. Like that just doesn't really exist because everybody that's here is from somewhere else. Yeah. So we just don't even think that way.
1: And we don't get a large number. So I – You know, I don't screen my calls. And for the home phone here, um, we get very few calls because right now we got most everybody uh, calling our cell phone. It's just basically Deb's mom, who we don't want to confuse her by giving a different phone number um, and a few things like that. But. yeah, uh, on my cell phone, I will answer calls because uh, given my job, you know, I have different vendors calling and um, I don't always know what they are. And I haven't gotten too many, not to the point where I want to throw my phone. But the few I've gotten, it's just, it it does bug you that quit wasting my time with this nonsense. Right. Um, the only thing
0: I miss about old phones is being able to slam the phone down on the receiver. So you really hear it like slam, you know, you can't do that. It's like boop. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you angrily punch your screen. It,
0: it's right. not
1: the same. Yes, no, nope, um, not quite the same. Now, if I was to use, uh, and I really haven't used it much. I got it and hooked it up, but I haven't tried it out much. I did try it once, I guess. I can make phone calls using the Amazon uh, uh, Echo, and um, yeah, what do you do then? You just angrily say, you know, Amazon Assistant, hang up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or something. I haven't tried uh, that yet. I may have to and see how it Have works. you tried
0: like adding an expletive or any, or an an ex an expletive uh, before uh, the hang up or Uh
1: I haven't tried that yet. Uh and like I, said, I just need to try and experiment with well, that. I recommend that
0: you try it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll just have to angrily call somebody and say it uh hang the f up so. Um
0: <laughs> call me. I give you permission.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Just so, so you could try it out. <laughs> hey, real quick, speaking better, and I don't want to belabor it too sure. long because I know we have to wrap up soon, but you got a gizmo not long ago that you were going to tell us later on how it turned out. What? Oh, is that what it? Was? Uh,
1: I think that was the uh, the um, Amazon Connect, I think it was, where you hooked your yeah. phone line up to it. And you, and like say, I say, I think I tried it once and. Um, I don't know, maybe I have to fiddle with the settings because I think I tried calling somebody with it and the volume was a little low. And Because yeah. other, I, otherwise, I got it set fine for when I'm listening to music. And I just really... Well, and it does kind of drive my wife up the wall because then with the multiple (laughs) echoes that we have around the house, it will announce you are getting a phone call from, if it's in your Um, contact list, it'll say the name. Otherwise, it'll just read off the number. And so it's coming from like multiple directions. She said, geez, that really pisses me off because I can't tell, (laughs) you know, because I have this several, uh, you know, Echoes, uh, you know, telling her that it's and like so really, and I I should try it because I do like the idea of hands free calling. Um,
0: Yeah, we were going to talk about whether or not you felt you think that like maybe your mother or like somebody you know an elderly person could use it if they could speak clearly enough to it and if it would understand the person.
1: Yeah, and I weren't sure about that, and like say yeah, I just knew I maybe I need to harass one of my kids and try it and see how it works because I would like to try this over. Because uh, my daughter, well, I, my son too, will do. Uh, put me on speakerphone. Well, it, that's only got one yeah. speaker, whereas both, you know, either of these assistants have multiple speakers. So hopefully it would pick up the sound better and make for a better sounding call. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering about sound quality and, you know, ease of use. And so maybe I should just, you know, I should call up and yeah, annoy tuss, my daughter. Test that
0: part out. You'll have to test that part out and report sure. back to us on the next episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just, I need to, I well quit being so antisocial and quit playing my game and, <laughs> and talk to people. Right. Wow. What a concept.
0: Yeah. I know. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think with that, why don't we move on, uh, to our picks and, um, I think we got some interesting picks this time. Why don't, well, yeah. I'll be a gentleman and let the lady go first.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, I agree. I, agree. I think both of our picks are, are going to be very useful, even though this is our play money, um, these things you can actually use. This one that I'm going to pick, um, one of my clients actually did get, so I've actually seen this in action, and I really like it, and I want to get from one for myself one of these days. And it is a keyboard, it, but it's not just any keyboard. It's a solar-powered keyboard. It's a okay. Here we go. I'm gonna read the crappy title that they have here. So it's a Logitech K750 wireless solar keyboard for Mac. Solar recharging Mac friendly keyboard. 2.4 gigahertz wireless silver. So it has a little uh, receiver, a little uh, USB thing that you plug in. And but the great thing about it is it's solar powered. And not only does it recharge from sunlight it recharges from regular i mean supposedly it recharges from regular you know indoor lighting as well so it's just like i have a a a calculator that i've had for years that has one of these types of things where i mean it's sitting here in the dark and it's not really getting direct sunlight but it's getting light at least from the powered lights and so it stays charged i've never had to it doesn't have batteries so i've, I've never had it die on me and so i'm hoping that this keyboard will be the same but it's it's a full size keyboard it's got a number pad on the right hand side and it's all it it is exactly what it says it is it's mac friendly it has little feet on the back that you can release and so it stands up on an angle and it's silver so it, you know it looks like it belongs to to the mac and it's got a big um it almost reminds me it's kind of neat because it almost reminds me of the touch bar on like the new MacBook Pros but it's the solar panel so it's not like it's going to give you any buttons to press but I I really like this, so this is something that I'm actually considering getting for (laughs) reels.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm looking at it, too, because, A, well, I've got the Apple wireless keyboard. Uh Did I
0: just cost you money? Uh,
1: You wouldn't be the first. Um, (laughs) Well, And I do miss having a keypad once in a while. Um, Yeah. But I've got the... the, uh, Apple uh, wireless keyboard and trackpad combination. But, and okay, first world problems, I know. But I do, it is a little frustrating to have to swap out batteries uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes. You have to, because I've got this, I got both of them in a little cradle here, so it's together like one keyboard. Um, And so I have to take it out and, you know, uh, to get the batteries in and everything. Like
0: Steve, man, I know.
1: Yes, I know. So crude. Um, And, (laughs) I do like the track, uh, the track pad. And I could still keep the track pad around here, it just wouldn't be as you know nice a setup. up. it'd just it be is, no.
0: down a little forward, it'd just be down right. a little to the right a little bit more, yeah. sure.
1: Um but yeah, th-
0: but the keys are you know they're flat. They're mm-hmm. so if you're used to an Apple keyboard, then this is a you know not a big transition. I mean, I would prefer an actual mechanical keyboard with clickety clackety keys if I could find something. And I just haven't really looked. But if I found something like this that was solar powered, and well, you know it'd be really awesome. This is what I should look for for next time. Our, our picks. I need. I want something just like this, but I want clickety clackety keys. And I, I, do want, I still want the solar, but I want it to be Bluetooth. I don't want to have to put another little dongle Dangle. in there to connect it. Yeah, yes. a little receiver to connect it. Yeah. So if there is such an animal, that would be awesome. It would probably cost four times the price, but right. but I just want to see if it exists is all.
1: Yeah, and I bought my the uh, keyboard on my wife's Windows computer. It was one of those membrane ones, so I got her a, a, a gaming keyboard, a mechanical keyboard, a cheaper gaming mm-hmm. keyboard because I figure if it will stand up to moderate gaming uh, – It should stand up to my wife, but she's, you know, uses the keyboard a lot, and uh, she's gone through several keyboards, so I said, just screw it, let's get a mechanical keyboard, and she's only had it a month or so, so, so far it seems to be okay. We'll see how it stands up for long-term use, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and I don't like the clackety part of it, but the mechanical part seems to hold up better, but this, Mm -hmm. and I've seen this before, and I have thought about it, but it's... Starting to look a little bit more appealing. Like I say if it would be Bluetooth <laughs> and not the dongle, it would be nice yeah, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh but um
0: So what did you find?
1: Yes, I uh uh this is a guy toy. Well no, I shouldn't say it's
0: No, not necessarily. Yeah,
1: um <laughs> I could have put I could put this to use. Uh, yeah, and this one I found, uh, I just came across it today because I'm lazy and put off my pick to the last minute. Uh, yeah, and so for today, uh, we're just having a, uh, a, we're freestyling our picks here because, uh, <laughs> uh, again, I was too lazy to pick a price point. Let's just, you know, whatever suits our fancy today. Um, uh, it's kind of the, uh, it's going with the theme of the luck of the Irish. We're just, you know, um, having a free-for-all here but uh so i picked a uh it's from works it's w-r-o-r-x i think i've talked about some of their products on here before um but this is a uh it's a 20 volt switch driver cordless drill and driver it's a 67 piece kit so what you Mm. get is and what i like about this is it's a uh, switch driver so you can rotate you can have uh, it's got two uh, driving heads on there so you could have when you're doing uh, a project and you need to drill holes and then put screws in you either need to be swapping bits or you need to, need to have two drivers there to do it this one here you just rotate it so you can rotate it you can drill your hole and rotate it again, and then you can use it to drive your screw in. So you don't have to have two devices around here. It's cordless, uh, and it comes with – That is uh, so cool. It is, um, because you don't know how many times I've been doing a project, and you've got to switch from one to the other, and it's kind of – And then you, you
0: drop the bed. And yeah. And even <laughs> and you with, pick it up, and then, you, and then you clunk your head on the bar above. And
1: yeah, <laughs> basically, and even with the, the quick touch where you're swapping things in and out, it's still you know, kind of um, – you have to remember, where you put your bit, and it rolled away, and whatever. So, uh, this is kind of handy, and it comes with uh, a whole selection. So, it's uh, you need a hex head uh, drill bits to fit in there. It doesn't have a regular drill chuck where you tighten it down and uh, with the key, mm, uh, but you slide okay. in there. So, you do need special bits to go in there, but
0: little proprietary. Yeah, I
1: mean any uh, bit, uh, hex head drill bits like that will work, but uh, mm-hmm. it just makes the switching out part a little bit quicker, a little bit easier. But you do get that. Yeah, because you, you
0: don't have to tighten it down.
1: Right. Yeah, and you get uh, so you get a bunch of drill bits that come with it. You also get uh, the uh, the wood bits up to like uh, I think an inch and a half, inch and a quarter hole when you need to make big holes in wood. Uh you get socket sets, you get your different types of uh screw heads, uh the flat, the Phillips, the Torques, all of those. Uh you get looks what looks I uh, get some nut drivers in there. It looks like a fairly clean Is there comp- any
0: masonry? I can't tell if there's a masonry or not.
1: Masonry? No, I don't believe so. No. And I don't know but if But I this, wonder if you
0: can get masonry to add to it.
1: Maybe, but I don't know if this kind of drill would be necessarily Masonry you kinda of want a hammer drill, depending upon what you're drilling. Okay. And this one isn't a hammer drill. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you can, but I don't know. I've had better luck using a, a hammer-type drill rather than just a regular drill for drilling in the masonry. It, it makes it. Uh, see quicker.
0: Him, my husband just muscles it in. Well, and yeah, if it's you're, not, uh, very elegant, but it works.
1: Yeah, sort it, of. If you have to do a bunch With of tinfoil
0: and our plastics.
1: Well, yeah. If you have a bunch, if you only have a few to do, that's you know probably the way to do it because you don't need. Yeah. And that's school where we you know, a lot of masonry, we do that. So we do have a hammer drill. It makes it a lot easier. I've tried it the Mm -hmm. other way and it just takes forever. But, um, Mm -hmm. and this is, uh, 140, well, $145 basically. And I didn't think that was too bad. Uh, you get two batteries with it and the charger. So you can have one charging while you're using the other. Um, because depending upon your project, uh, you know, if your battery runs out, um, you don't want to have to sit there and wait for it to charge up again. Um, and then this right. one's also got a torque control, so you can, uh, so you don't act, you can set how much torque it uh, will use, so you don't accidentally twist off uh, screws or something when you're driving them in. So I I came across this, and this may end up being one of my wish come true uh, things. Right. As I'm looking <laughs> at it, uh, I don't do a lot of projects. Well, Father's or, Day
0: isn't that far off. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's
1: that's true. Um, but like I said, I looked at that and I'm kind of, you know, I'm thinking, looking at it going, huh, maybe if I, I try, there's things I should be doing around the house. So maybe if I bought this would encourage me to do it. It would make my wife mm-hmm. happy. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a side benefit, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, you know, we've had our, our, our wish fulfillments here. And so, you know, uh, we're, we're bringing an end to the M M&M M show here, the Mike and Melissa show. Yes. Uh, as opposed to the S and M show, which would be completely different and not appropriate for children, <laughs> I don't even want to. Touch and if you them.
0: brought your go-go boots, you get to be the green M&M.
1: Ooh, there you go. Yes. Um, so, um, well, with that, you know, introductions won't take too long here. So, why don't uh, Melissa? Why don't people? Why don't you tell people where you can be found?
0: Well, I can be found, if, if you so desire, after listening to me ramble on here, uh, online all over at the Mac Mommy. And um, after this, I'm actually getting ready to record another episode with Dave for our other podcast. It's called In Touch with iOS, and you can find more about that at InTouchWithiOS.com. And um, I'm a little bit more behaved over on that one than on this one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's me.
1: Okay, and if you want to find out more about me, you can list, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman and I have my, my about.me uh, page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And if you do want to hear me being a little bit more restrained and appropriate, uh, you can go listen to me on Sci-Fi Tech Talk at sci com where we talk about different uh, works of science fiction, be it a movie, TV show, uh, book or whatever. And um, we discuss the uh, the tech in there, the uh, the uh, different ideas in the movie so but you can, uh, check us out there and if you want to find out more about the show head over to com. reviews and com- comments and itunes are always welcome and we thank everyone who does that we hope you have enjoyed the show as much as we have and don't forget between uh, now and next week to hug a geek
0: Hey David, this week on Tech Fan, let's talk about Apple.
1: I uh, don't like it.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Windows? We could talk about Windows. Boring.
1: Um Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of cool things in 3D printing going on. We could we could talk really? about cool. I uh, don't think so.
0: Uh, uh, what about like uh, Raspberry Pi? We've we've discussed that in the past. It's Tech Fan. No. Uh, you're you're just being difficult now. What do you want to talk about this week on TechFan? How about we talk about Apple and then a little bit about
1: Microsoft and then the Raspberry Pi? You suck.